This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite sports teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account and when you deposit make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk free visit symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk free that means even if you lose money symbol will refund your initial deposit no questions asked join symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite sports teams this is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's, it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This one is free, courtesy of Sim Bull. But Andrew, people need to sign up and support this podcast for a number of reasons. One, because we're awesome. But two, you hang out in our private Discord channel all day. And <laughs> you, unlike me, have sources. And you're telling patrons who's going to play who's going to be back Monday night against the Seahawks. It's another reason to sign up and support the best Saints podcast on earth. Yeah, you... well, I, I got I did get a little tidbit. So I leaked on, I think it was on Monday. And so I, I got to be honest, when it comes to injuries, all I can tell you is what I hear, which is what happens in the moment. And so like what it does, I don't want anyone getting mad at me. Like if a guy gets a setback or if something changes during the week physically with the player where they're like, yeah, he's not playing anymore, then, you know, th th those things can happen. Like, it, it, it's, it's not like in a state of permanency, right, with the health. Like, it, it, it goes up or it goes down. But uh, I, I got a tidbit that all signs point towards McCoy playing uh, on Sunday, and I was told that Armstead's like 50-50. So that, as of Monday, that's where things stood. So, you know, obviously we'll keep a close eye on the injury report and see how things come, uh, progress this week. Uh, but it was promising to hear that at least earlier this week, I was told uh, both guys are, are or, or sorry, I think McCoy tracking towards playing Armstead 50-50, but they're hopeful he might be able to do it. So that's what I mean, I think the thing with McCoy, it sounds like, is he's on track, and as long as he practices, yeah. to, you know, practices Thursday, Friday, and doesn't have any setbacks, 
he's going to go. He's good to go. Yeah. Armstead, much more dicey. Here's the thing about, as I was writing my column for WWL uh, and researching the Seahawks, I knew that the Seahawks were bad against the pass, and I, like, they, they resuscitated the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. Like, Ben Roethlisberger, he looked competent Sunday night, which, for him, is like six steps up, right? So I knew Seattle was bad against the pass. I was like, they made Ben Roethlisberger look competent. They are terrible against the pass. Andrew, I did not realize they are also 28th against the run. Like, they're bad from and everything on defense. Yeah, it's really... Uh... Man, this is one of those games where the fans are pissed, too, because Russell Wilson's injured, Chris Carson's injured. Like, I just feel like Seattle is ready to boo the shit out of them because <laughs> the, Legion, the Legion of Boom is done. Yes. Uh, you know, there is no more defense in Seattle. I just feel like this is one of those games where, man, it, it's going to be a fun Monday night if the Saints go up 14 nothing quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you go down, you get the ball first, you score on that terrible defense. Geno Smith throws a pick six. It's 14 nothing. Like, they will burn that stadium to the ground if that yeah. happens. So, like, I, I, I am here for that. And, like, I, I just, you know, it, it, this is not one of these teams where, you know, if it was Russell Wilson, you're like 14 nothing. Like, dude, they, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, like, Russell Wilson's getting him back in this game. We all know it. You know, yeah, but but without Russell Wilson, I feel like the belief will be gone if they get down early that they can come back, and so the fans will turn on them. Yeah, that's the that's the flip side of having a nutso, passionate fan base like Seattle does, where their stadium can be deafening and yeah. difficult to play in. The flip side of it is that passionate, insane fan base will turn on their own team because they are passionate and insane. Yes. Um. <laughs> The thing that's interesting with Seattle as I read their blogs, like their fans are sort of at the point of they look at Pete Carroll and they're like, yes, you got us to two Super Bowls. You won us a title. You've built this incredible thing. It's been amazing since 2009. But he's not really adjusting. He's still trying to run the same old defense. They don't really they, – they have never really embraced the sort of – even though they have Russell Wilson, they've sort of never embraced the modern NFL passing game. They still want to try to run the ball, take shots, and that sort of thing. And there's a sense of Seattle fans like they haven't really evolved. Their drafting has kind of been low-key terrible, except for like DJ Metcalf and other ones. Like the, the guts of their roster is kind of terrible. They gave up two firsts for Jamal Adams, so they don't have a first-round pick next year. Like, I think you undersell their fan angst that they have yeah. uh, about their team. I mean, look, they had a great run. Pete Carroll, yeah, I mean, he, he had a great run and, you know, they've been successful for a long time, but yeah, I don't feel like they have drafted well enough. Uh, their offensive line is a calamity, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I just, so, so like, there's a reason why Russell Wilson's hurt and it's because, I mean, I know it was like a freak thing and his finger got hurt, but like, it's only a matter, it was only a matter of time because they don't, they don't take care of their offensive line. And it's like terrible roster construction. They, when they lost Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, they did not replace them with guys at that caliber. And so, 
you know, time will tell with the Saints if they can sustain the drafting and the level of success, particularly if they start to lose people and they've already started to lose some front office people. And I, I do believe it'll get worse with time if they continue to have success. But I, I think so. It's all about replacing the people you lose. And I think Seattle's done a bad job of that. And so, yeah, I think it's a franchise that's trending downwards and you've got a quarterback in Russell Wilson that I think can prop them up and sustain them. But you know, the offseason. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. He's in and sounded like he wants out. Now he's injured. Um, they're going to have a losing season. They're not going to have a first-round pick. They're going to want to get some picks back. Uh, it feels to me like this is a team that's trending towards rebuilding. Um, so anyway, that doesn't really have much of an impact on this week. Obviously that's we're right. thinking about just beating them and winning a game. Uh, and again, I think it's important to state that, look, you're getting some guys back and hopefully Davenport can have an impact on the pass rush. Hopefully Traquan Smith can help, uh, with the passing game. Uh, you know, getting the offensive line back is going to be huge, but, I, I just think for the Saints, it's important to remember that, number one, there's an acclimation period when guys are back. And so they may not hit the ground running. You know, when they first show up, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. And and I also just feel like this team isn't good enough to where we can take any game for granted. We just can't. Like, the, like it, if this was the Drew Brees like a couple years ago and they were coming into Seattle facing this team, I'd be like, there's almost no way we lose. Unless shenanigans, right? But with this offense and the way they've been playing, I just feel like the Saints are forced to grind out these ugly wins. And, you know, they miss a couple kicks and yeah. things can get a little dicey. So the, I don't the, take this game for granted at all. The, the margins for the Saints, we, we said it going into this year, are always going to be super duper thin. And you saw that against the Giants. Yeah. Like, it's. That base that game swung basically on two plays. They missed the third down when they were up eleven. The Giants hit Barkley touchdown. Boom! It's a one score game. You know the the Saints. They just and it was starting margins, to feel like that against the football team as well. Yeah, like you know, the I, I will just, I will say I feel better about the Giants' loss because they won the football team game, and that 
those are both kind of like coin flip 50-50 games. Like they really should have won the Giants game, but they probably should have lost the football team game. Like Blake Gillikin saved their asses, right? Because if, again, we talked about that game. If football team had the ball at the 20-yard line or the 30-yard line, by the way, it sounds freaking ridiculous to say football team. I just want to state that again. <laughs> I mean, pick a name. I mean, well, I get that we can't say Redskins anymore, but like pick a freaking team name. I mean, that football team is just awful. It's awful. I hate it. But um, anyway, I got distracted there. But like, I, I feel like looking back on that now, eh, like Blake Gillikin doesn't punt quite as well and they lose that game. I really feel yeah. strongly that, that he won that game yeah. for the Saints. So now I kind of feel like, okay, like you split those. But these are the games you got to have. Like it, the game, road games will never get any easier than when the team's superstar quarterback is out. I mean, it, that's as close as you get to a layup line in the NFL. And they better capitalize because – yeah, this is the difference yeah. between four and two and three and three, and that's a big, big difference, Ralph. Yeah, I mean, you go four and two, and you're you're still in that. I mean, I know it's a long way away from the playoffs, but you're still in that. You're still in that five six slot in the NFC. Yeah, you fall to three and three. You're with the Bears and Carolina, and I mean, Philadelphia's two and four, but they may win. You know, you're in that. You're in that glob of like. Meh, teams, you know, but if yeah. you, you win four and two, and listen, you know, Tampa's probably not losing to the Bears Sunday at home, and they'll probably win, but you know, and they'll be and they'll be you know six and one, but the Saints can beat Seattle Monday night. You get to four and two. Suddenly, you go into that Halloween game with Tampa, and you're like, hey, we beat Tampa, and we are tied with them in the loss column. And we let them know, hey, Tampa, we don't give a shit you won the Super Bowl or you beat us in the playoffs. During the regular season, still our division, you bunch of jerks. And I think it, it, makes, it just makes that Halloween game the potential. If, if the Saints can handle their business, they are a five-point favorite, by the way. If they can handle their business Monday night, it makes the Halloween game just bed. It'll, the, the dome will be bedlam and insane in a way the Giants game was not. Uh, and I'm, I would look forward. I look forward to that tremendously. Uh, the late afternoon ho- Halloween game, watching it on TV. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I mean, you know, obviously, right mm-hmm. now it's it's um, it, it's you know important to to win this one, you know, and and I don't want to get look ahead of it, but you know I, I just think right now also from a weather standpoint i saw this in the discord there's an 80% chance of rain and 49 degrees uh, predicted in seattle monday night um so you know i i think that's a huge advantage to the saints only because they're getting their offensive line back and if they can stop the run with chris carson absent like I just think Camaro with his offensive line back healthy versus a, a shitty offensive line without Chris Carson. The Saints stop the run. Seattle doesn't. It becomes that kind of game, and I have a really hard time. Like, if you remove the two passing elements, I feel even better about this game. Because here's the thing, Ralph. Like, the passing elements, 
on one side of the ball, I fear the combination of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett because uh, that means Adebo has to cover one of them. And Adebo's played well this year, but it just makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that matchup, it is a mismatch on paper. And you know Seattle's going to go after it. And if he makes a mistake on a double move, boom, it's a 60-yard touchdown. Like That's how you level the playing field. So that scares me on that side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, the biggest problems the Saints have had is the offensive line communicating on the road. So on that side of the ball, that's the thing that makes me the most nervous when you think about Seattle's insane, Mm -hmm. deafening crowd noise and the disruption that it could cause to the Saints' communication. They haven't been on the same page. It's been a work in progress. And now all of a sudden you're reinserting McCoy into the lineup who's making the line calls. And all of a sudden it's like, you got to develop that chemistry all over again on the road in that environment. So I, the, you remove the passing game, and those are the two things I'm nervous about. If this becomes a slop fest of two teams running the ball, I think it skews way in favor of the Saints. Sim Bull is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Sim Bull. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Go to Symbol.com, use the promo code SD today. Ralph Marlbro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. If you think Seattle fans are angry going to the stadium now, wait until it's 13 to 3 and Seattle hasn't had a first down in a quarter and a half and people are getting soaked in rain. How just pissed off they'll be, you know? Um, The thing is, Andrew with Seattle is uh, my biggest concern is I think can the Saints get a pass rush uh, against Seattle? Because they didn't get a pass rush at all really against Washington and Heineke was terrible and didn't look at anyone else uh, except McLaren, the receiver for the Redskins. Geno Smith, say what you want about him. I think he's He's a better. I think he's a better quarterback than Heineke. And if the Saints don't get a pass rush, like you said, Seattle has two receivers. He, if the Saints don't get a pass rush, Geno Smith will light them up like that. I am a hundred percent confident in saying that. So, can the Saints, Andrew, develop a pass rush and get a pass rush if they don't have Davenport? Like that's to, to me. The more I think about this game, that's my biggest concern. 
You know, Davenport's explosive and he can make freak plays. We've seen him do that. But I don't know that Davenport really fixes the issue here. You know, Cam Jordan, Carl Granderson, Peyton Turner, they've all been getting doubled. And Davenport, maybe he improves off of Granderson or or Peyton Turner a little bit. I mean, he's maybe a a little step in the right direction just in terms of, you know, 10% more quality at that position off the edge. But it's not like they've been playing scrubs, you know, and and they're getting doubled constantly because teams don't respect the interior pressure that the Saints can provide. So I don't think Davenport really fixes that. Now, what it does do is it gives you the opportunity to maybe play – passing you inside a little bit more maybe you can kick Peyton Turner inside a little bit more you do have a little bit more flexibility in terms of you can get kind of a NASCAR package where Davenport uh Cam Jordan and Peyton Turner are passing you you know they're all kind of on the field at mm-hmm. the same time so like it just gives you more options which is nice but to me, that doesn't fix the fundamental problem that the Saints are getting zero push up the middle. They have zero explosiveness. And, like, as much as we wanted to shit on Sheldon Rankins and say that, like, he's done, he's washed, Sheldon Rankins got way more pressure last year as a cooked version of himself than any, anything anyone else has been doing at defensive yeah. tackle this year. So, like, I miss Sheldon Rankins. I'm going to say that out loud. And obviously on Yamada. So, uh, I don't know how much Davenport fixes that. And mm-hmm. until somebody steps up, I mean, it's going to take Shy Tuttle having a good game or, you know, one of these Malcolm Roach flashing and getting a sack. Like, that's what it's going to take for teams to start respecting them, at which point the edge can start playing better. Well, we only have this will be it. Then we get they get Onyemata back against Tampa. Yeah, so. this is the so last one, yeah. It's but just, you you are definitely showing a lot more confidence in Geno Smith than I have. Uh, your comment, he's way better than Heineke, I don't know if that's true. Well, I just feel – here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've seen Geno Smith, and he was pretty good the second half against the Steelers, who have a good defense, by the way. I just have seen enough of Geno Smith to know that if he can sit back there and scan the field – He's going to find open dudes. It isn't that he's like Tyler Heineke. I think Heineke's terrible, by the way. And I don't think Geno Smith is good. But Geno Smith, he's in the same category as Daniel Jones, Andrew, where Daniel Jones had all day to throw and he cooked the Saints. Like, that's Geno Smith. Like, the Saints have to get pressure on him or he'll cook them. Like, that's, yeah. that's my – like, Heineke was a level below. Like, the Saints didn't get any pressure on him and he couldn't do it. But, like – I think Geno Smith is one of the 25 quarterbacks in the NFL where if you don't put pressure on him, he'll cook you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, that's Uh, that's fair. I mean, I I think a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, we've talked about this before, a lot. Look, you make the NFL, you can throw. You obviously were an awesome quarterback in college if you've made Mm -hmm. it to the NFL. And if you have, especially if you have Lockett and um, Metcalf as your receivers, if you get plenty of time in a clean pocket, most guys, unless it's, Cam Newton, where they're more runners, you know, and they're grossly inaccurate. Like most of those guys are going to make all the throws nine times out of 10 easy. You know, it's so, yeah, if you're not getting more pre- any pressure on a guy, I mean, we've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick with good protection look like a Hall of Famer for like three, four weeks, right? So, yeah, I, I think any Sam guy Darnold knows- this year, he wasn't yeah. getting pressured for three weeks, they were three and oh. Now they're three and three, and they're kind of a disaster on offense in Carolina because he doesn't have McCaffrey, and Minnesota pressured the hell out of him, and he looked like kind of Sam Darnold did with the Jets. Yes, so yeah, I agree with you that Geno Smith can make plays, he he can throw the ball, but I I, I just think it's only a matter of time before Geno Smith is going to make a mistake, and so yeah. that's why you've got to have the pressure, the scoreboard pressure on him. You got to be playing sound defense running the football right because that squeezes him third and seven that's putting a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure on him to make a play so look the Saints defense just has to do with what by and large they've been doing all season you know I I I still think they've been stopping the run us last week wasn't great but before that they've been stopping the run so like that's that's key number one stop the run don't give up huge explosive plays so Adebo can't get roasted on a double move, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Marcus Williams has to be on point and be careful because obviously Russell Wilson's not there, but still the deep ball is a big part of them, of their offense. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to me because, like you said, the Saints run defense is still very highly ranked, uh, but they struggled against the Redskins in a way we hadn't seen before. And so I wonder... Pete Carroll wants to run the ball. He wants to, he wanted to run the ball with Russell Wilson, right? That was part that's part of the frustration with Russell Wilson. He's like, I want you to let me, you know, the whole thing let Russ cook. He's like, I want you to let me throw the ball more. And Pete Carroll would would butt heads with Russell Wilson. So you know what Geno Smith even know his running backs are injured. I think Peyton Pete Carroll's gonna look at that red well, the Washington football team tape, Andrew, and he's gonna be like, We can run the ball on this Saints defense. We can run the ball in the interior. So I think Seattle is going to come out and try to run the football on the Saints to start the game. And I think that's, a, that, that's what I want them to try to do because I'm, I'm the most confident. I think the Saints can get that run defense straightened out, just a blip against uh, the football team. So I like that. Like if you told me Seattle's going to come out and their first two drives, they're going to run the ball on first and second down, like sign me up for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where I think this matchup is – the weather is obviously going to be an interesting impact on the game. Yeah. You know, because if, it's just, if neither team can throw the ball again, I think that's just going to have a profound impact on what this game looks like. And I just hope the Saints are ready to physically apply themselves because I, I really think DeMario Davis laying a pounding on, on the Seattle running backs. And if it, if it becomes that kind of game – my level of confidence just goes way up. So, man, I just hope they win. You know, four and yeah, two and also too, it I feels will say so this. much better. 
2021 Sean Payton, if you told me, if this was a different game and the Saints had peak Drew Brees or whatever, and you were like, there's a potential chance for a monsoon, and it would be, I'd be like, oh man, is Sean Payton, is he going to commit to the running game? Is he, is it going to, is he going to try to throw the ball too much? I'm supremely confident that like the harder it rains Monday night, like Sean Payton internally will be smiling ear to ear. He's like, you want to make this a mud wrest a mud wrestling contest? Let's go! Like he, Sean yeah. Payton has fully embraced like what the Saints are, and I think he'll be fine with it uh, if it's a monsoon uh, Monday. But we'll see. Um, so everybody, reminder everyone that we had to p- postpone Spotify. We're gonna try to do it tonight. I don't know if Andrew will join me, but maybe Dave or maybe a special guest. Uh, I was too drunk last night watching the Astros. They uh, won, it, right? They won. Nice. They're up three to two. They're coming home. They're trying to get to their third World Series in five years. But I was too drunk last night, the, and my Wi Fi was spotty, bad. and I just didn't want to deal with Spotify uh, last night in my inebriated state. So we're going to try to do it tonight. So remember, look for Happy we'll birthday. It in happy Discord. birthday to uh, my life. Mm, that's right. My wife. She's not very happy. Ever, not that she'll ever listen so, so, everybody, thanks for joining us. Join us tonight in Spotify. And if you're not a patron, become a patron. We're the best Saints podcast on earth. You should join the party.